What's up, peeps? We're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast edition of the AEW Insider. My voice is a lot better now. I'm over that little bit of sickness I had. I told you guys I didn't have corona. Anyway, let's get to the show. AEW. On AEW tonight, they did have Joey Janela versus Cody Rhodes again. And I'm super pissed that they had Janela lose again. It's such bullshit. He needs his proper push. I mean, really, man, he should have beat Kenny Omega when they fought, and he should have at least beat Cody one time. He was either the first or one of the first people that Tony Khan signed to AEW while he was injured, mind you, and they're fucking mid-carding him. It's just bullshit. The EVPs almost always win in AEW, and it's not right. Also on the show, MJF announced that he will be back in action next week. You're all welcome to be best blessed by his presence. The Dark Order attacked John Moxley. Then their leader, Brody Lee, came out and cut a promo on him. And to close out the show, Matt Hardy made his AEW ring debut, teaming with Kenny Omega. They took on Sammy Guevara and Jericho in the street fight. They were all over the place. Backstage, you were using golf courts, carts, what have you. In the end, the entire inner circle got involved, which led to Jericho and Guevara winning. It was decent, but I definitely seen a lot of botches throughout. Tony Khan admitted that AEW has lost millions upon millions of dollars so far this year due to the COVID-19. And he also revealed that before Chris Jericho agreed to do commentary with Tony Schiavone, they were going to have Cabana and Sean Spears do it. I love Jericho on commentary, but I think I would have liked to have Cabana and Spears do it, if you ask me. Uh, Ringside News reported that the Maryland State Athletic Commission is fining all elite wrestling. They're fining them for $10,000 for their unsanctioned match between Moxley and Omega. It's a small price to pay for a great match, but there could be further ramifications if they are repeat offenses. In the complaint, it was noted that Mr. Good, Moxley, hit Mr. Smith, Omega, with the barbed wire rat baseball bat across the back three times. It was also noted that Mr. Smith used the barbed wire rat broom across, excuse me, across Mr. Good's back and he even swept him with the bristles. That's a lot of details, huh? Well, after it did come out to the public, former WCW announcer Christopher Cruz sent in a complaint about the match. Excuse me. He said he's the one who did it. It came out. He was boasting that he's did it. He unloaded on Facebook after the paperwork was made public. He said, look, the easy thing to say in response to the $10,000 fine levied on AEW is that it's pocket change for a billionaire. I get that. But it ain't nothing. And it's public. Or it will be on May 20th when the commission meets and then posts the consent order on its website and distributes it all to the commissions throughout the country. And keep in mind that the next violation will result in a revocation of their license in Maryland and a possible show stoppage. 
in the middle of a match, they can even stop it. The commission is on notice now that others are watching its actions. This puts AEW on notice, and it embarrasses the company. By this time tomorrow, the story will have spread far and wide, and it will appear in mainstream publications. This is a black eye for AEW and the business. See, right there, that dude's a fucking douchebag, straight up. If you watch the latest episode, well, not the latest, uh, two episodes ago on Dark Side of the Ring, there was a wrestler back in the uh, 80s who revealed all the secrets of wrestling, and he got banned. He got shunned. Everybody hates him, and they're going to do the same thing with this fucking douchebag snitch, Christopher Cruz. He must be related to 6ix9ine. On the WWE. Last night on WWE Backstage, the hacker made an appearance. If you, if the people at home, of course, decoded, slowed down the video, and uh, what you call seeing everything that he was trying to put out there in code. Uh, if you, they decoded it, and it came out that it, the date that was posted is the date of Money in the Bank this Sunday. The coordinates that he posted were for the WWE Performance Center. So the hackers should make an appearance. In what capacity, we don't know. But you got to look out for Money in the Bank. Also decoded from the message, it said, do I have everybody's attention now? Which we all know CM Punk is famous for. If he made his comeback, that would be so fucking epic. But from what we all hear, Vince McMahon does not want him back right now. He knows he can't control him and he's a wild card. And I don't think they would waste him coming back with no audience watching. So I'm still sticking with the hacker being Gable. CM Punk's, Punk seen this and he responded with a simple gif or gif of Fozzie the Muppet slapping his hand against his head. Like, you guys are unbelievable. Really, guys? All right, peeps, we got to pay the bills real quick. I'll come back with the show. All right, peeps, welcome back. Remember, if you want to win the Series 1 AEW Chris Jericho action figure, stick around to the end of the show to find out. And remember to show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider. Back to the show. According to a recent WWE SEC filing, Triple H sold 23,255 shares of his WWE stock on Monday. He sold them at $43.80 per share, which amounts to a little over a million dollars. Following this sale, Triple H still owns 144,646 shares of Class A common stock. So just like AEW, WWE's taking a financial hit right now, too. So it's kind of smart of him to unload it before he pretty much loses what he would have lost. Uh, Drew McIntyre revealed how Vince McMahon and Triple H reacted to him becoming world champion. He said, the backstage reaction was non-existent because of the setup. There was nobody back there initially. So it was kind of weird. But, you know, when I got to Mr. McMahon and Triple H, and obviously we had such minimal personnel there, the people who were there, especially the crew people who have watched me grow up, you know, everybody was very happy and proud. I think for Vincent Hunter themselves, they were just very happy to see that I finally kind of grew up and realized the potential they had seen in me all those years ago. On NXT tonight, Killer Cross, a.k.a. Karrion Cross, and his real-life girlfriend, Scarlett Bordeaux, made their premiere on NXT, and their entrance kicked so much ass. Uh, Cross made short work of his opponent. And to finish off the show, Adam Cole did defeat Velveteen Dream and retain. 
his NXT title. E Io Cherie defeated Charlotte Flair tonight also, but she won by a disqualification because returning Rhea Ripley interfered. So Charlotte retained her title even though EO got the win, and EO and Ripley were kicking the shit out of each other backstage, outside, what have you, so you know they're going to be in the new feud. On to some random news. Well, Evander Holyfield announced that he was not only training, but he was coming out of retirement. Yesterday, I see Mike Tyson retraining on, excuse me, training on Twitter for a comeback also. And let me tell you, Tyson has not lost a step. What a fucking beast that cat is. Imagine if him and Holyfield faced off again. Uh, what's that? I think I can hear Don King calling them both as we speak. Literally, if they do that match, it really might make more money than Mayweather and Conor O'Gregor did. Let's keep our fingers crossed, peeps. Ring of Honor just inked a deal with Fight TV UK to air weekly shows. The revival appeared on Talk is Jericho and gave details about how hard it was turning down that WWE shmoney and also what WWE legend texted them after their releases. Cash Wheeler on WWE even more, oh, excuse me, offering even more money than what had been reported. Cash said... The numbers that have been reported contract-wise, like the $750,000 for whatever years, those the numbers were higher than that. They offered more than that. For us to do the clown, cat in a hat, flavor flag, clock stuff. And we said, look, we'll do this as long as you want us to or until our contracts expire. But we're not re-signing for any amount of money unless it's way, way up there. But we'll give it 110% and we'll have fun with it. And I think I kind of I think that kind of made it seem like, okay, they're serious. They're leaving. Let's pull them off the TV, pull them off the road, and just let them wait it out. Cash Wheeler on turning down all that WWE shmoney. I knew David obviously has a lot more to lose than I do. I can get by on very little money. I don't have extravagant taste. I don't have any real debts. I don't have a kid to worry about, which I know he does. So I was okay with leaving and taking a pay cut if we had to. And people think that we had an elevated opinion of ourselves. It has nothing to do with that. Uh, we just know what a tag team, excuse me, we know what we can do in tag team wrestling. And we know what other tag teams are capable of. And we just want to tag team, be a tag team wrestler as a whole across the board. I don't care for what company. We just want to get the time and respect. Dax Harwood on getting a text from Bret Hart the day they were released. The day that we were granted our release, that day, I got a message from Bret Hart, and he told me how proud he was. He asked me to send it to Daniel, which I did. He told me how proud he was of us and how, how proud he was that we stood up for ourselves and what for what, excuse me, stood up for what we believed in because it would have been easy to sit around and collect that money. And when he sent that text, I knew beyond a shadow of any kind of doubt that we had done the right thing because the guy who is the king is standing up for himself. I mean, he punched Vince McMahon in the face. The guy who is the epitome of standing up for what he believes in, 
actually gave us the okay and said we did a good job. He took five minutes out of his day to text and tell us how proud he was. I did post a full interview in our Facebook group, which is on Facebook under AEW Insider, and on Twitter, which is on AEW Insider 1. So definitely check it out, pimps. It's an hour and 12-minute interview, and it's fucking awesome. As we do know, Money in the Bank is this weekend, so make sure to check out our podcast and our YouTube channel for my predictions and thoughts of this landmark event. Remember, show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1, as in the number 1. And if you want to win a Chris Jericho Series 1 AEW action figure, make sure you go to our YouTube. If you're not subscribed, do that. You have to be subscribed. Besides that, pick any video that your heart desires, like, share, and comment. So go to our YouTube, subscribe, like, share, and comment, and boom, you're in the running for a La Champion AEW action figure. All right, peeps, I'll be back in a couple of days with my Money in the Bank predictions and that amazing wrestling gossip and news that you come here for. Ciao. <laughs> Thank you.